0: Because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Hi there. So in this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about anxiety. Now, I'm not an expert on anxiety, but I'll tell you the honest truth. I've never experienced anxiety until about two weeks ago. And oh my, is all I can say. It was such a horrible experience, and I have the utmost sympathy for anybody who deals with this on a regular basis. And I'm just going to share with you some of the practices that I used and used and used because it took me quite a few hours to get myself to pull through. But all I can say is, wow, Um, the only way I can describe the anxiety that I experienced was deep, deep grief where you just lose control and you just feel so heavy and so horrible. And I'm not a medical doctor here, and if you do have issues with anxiety, please seek medical attention. But I'll let you know some of the things that I tried because I tried everything when I was going through this. And one of the things I came across was the 333 rule. It's so simple to do. So Start looking around and naming three things you can see. I can see my desk, I can see my window, I can see my table. And then listen and name three things that you can hear. Well, right now I can hear the water in my little fountain behind me. I can hear my cat doing I don't know what in the other room. And I can hear some traffic. Now move to the different parts of your body. Go to three different things. You know, move your fingers, move your toes, release your shoulders, and what you're doing here, and what you're doing here is really becoming present. You know, that's the problem with, we do tend to go off the deep end sometimes with fear, which is false evidence appearing real, but when we start going into a panic, it feels real. It's a horrible, horrible feeling. Now, I learned a little trick from Gabby Bernstein, who I love to follow and have done some of her courses, was that she had this fear document. And what you do is you really sit down and look at the worst possible case scenario of your fear. You know, for me in the future, I don't know what is the worst possible case scenario. Really, we feel so horrible and so scared and fearful And the worst-case scenario is really not that bad, but it's just that fear of that unknown. And I live by myself. I'm single. So during this pandemic, I've really struggled with the isolation. and, And my family moved to the East Coast, so that was a little difficult, too. You know, it's been spending way too much time by myself, but it's also taught me a lot about myself. So I've turned it around. Now, when you start feeling that anxiety, a big thing is practicing different breathing techniques. And one of the simplest ones is breathing in for five, counting to five, holding for five, letting out for five. Because when you're counting and breathing, you're thinking of the numbers. You're not thinking about what's going on or what you're worried about. You're bringing yourself back into the present time. And there's a couple other breathing techniques, but I like that one because it, you know, it's simple. It's easy. Breathe in for five, hold for five, let out for five, and do that until you feel more relaxed. Now, a lot of times when we feel anxiety or fear, we're focusing on the future. You know, we're worried about the future. And what's the old thing? It's like you can Regret things in the past. You can worry about the future, but we—it's really healthy to stay living in the present. I used to live with someone who used to just go off the deep end about what might happen tomorrow, and it was hilarious because I used to just sit there and listen. And this could happen, and that could happen, and this could happen, and he had all these negative scenarios, and I would just sit there and laugh because he would come out with maybe twenty negative scenarios that might happen at the job site tomorrow. And what actually happened, first of all, none of the 20, it was always something new. So we cannot worry about what's going to happen in the future. Healthier to stay in the present. Now, some of the practices that are really great for anxiety is meditation. Now, for myself, I can't do just unguided meditation because then I start thinking about all sorts of different things. So for me, guided meditations work for me. And tapping. I just love tapping. If you know me, I yes, I love tapping. And what I love about tapping is that you're walking yourself through the fear and anxiety. So you're acknowledging how you're feeling. You're releasing how you're feeling. And then you turn it into how you want to feel. And that is so powerful. Now, reaching out to someone is very powerful as well. You know, getting that support And I have a couple girlfriends during this pandemic. And honestly, I can just phone them up and say, I'm not feeling good. I need someone just to chat with. And they do the same. So we've created this support on the phone, which is amazing. But you know what? Sometimes you just, you don't need long, you know? So just 10 minutes, let it all out. Walk yourself through it. You know, if you've got a partner, you know, ask for a hug. You know, hugs are so powerful. I'm such a hugging person. Or, you know, just have someone massage your shoulders. Or, (laughs) haha, rub your feet. That is very powerful too. A great way to get yourself back into the present moment is music. I love my music. I'm kind of a rock and roll girl, but you know what? If you love classical or you like more calming music, something that relaxes you, So I love my rock and roll music and once I start singing, next thing you know I'm dancing and I'm in the present once again. And that's the thing with anxiety, it's just that fear of who knows what triggers you sometimes but it's just such a panic and it's such a horrible feeling. It's My goal here is to give you some ideas of practices that you can use to get yourself back into the present. Now physical activity. Or switching things up. Like, if you're sitting at your desk and you start feeling this panic, go outside. You know, even if it's for 10 minutes, go outside, do a breathing exercise, fill your lungs with nice fresh air. You know, you can go for a walk, do some yoga, do some stretching, listen to some music, do some dancing once again. There are a lot of different physical activities you can do, they don't have to be long. But moving your body and getting your body moving is very important, especially if you're feeling anxiety when you've been sitting at a desk too long. You know what? Our bodies are not designed to sit all the time. Our bodies are made to move. And when we are sitting at our desk or at our computers, you know what? Time gets away from us. We don't realize, oh, I've been at the computer for three hours or four hours without a break. You know, you just need to switch that up. Now, it's funny, I was talking to this coach the other day, and one of the practices that she teaches is laughter. Now, laughter, I'm a laugher, I'm a giggler, like when I was in, in grade school, I used to get on my report card, yeah, she was very destructive because she couldn't stop laughing. So basically, when you laugh, it increases your oxygen level, and it helps with muscle relaxation. So whether you're watching a comedy on YouTube or a fun movie that makes you feel good, I always love E Pray, Love because I just love Julia Roberts in it. And I love the scenery and the little bit of romance there. But just taking that time out to give yourself some laughter or think of something in your past that happened. You know, for instance, many years ago, I was sitting in my office and I was on the second floor and i have still have this crazy cat but she used to run up and down the walls outside so she would run up to the second floor window fly in that window and honestly i don't know what speed she came flying in but i had a long table set up for my printer and my files and stuff and then i had my desk so when she came flying through the window at whatever speed she hit that table then hit my desk and then smashed against the wall, pretty much knocked herself out. And it reminded me of a cartoon, you know, one of those cartoons where they plop against the wall and slide down the wall. And it was exactly what happened. I was on the phone with a client. I could not stop laughing. And I phoned him back probably three, four times. And as soon as I started explaining it, I started laughing again. And even when... This was when I was doing real estate photography, so I had to go out and take pictures of the property. I couldn't stop laughing. Look, I actually emailed the guy what happened to explain why I was laughing so much. So think of something that was funny in your life, whether it's something happened yesterday, last week, or a month ago, but something that got you in stitches, or give someone a call that you giggle with. I have a couple friends where I get on the phone and we're laughing to the point where we're peeing our pants. And just getting that laughter out is so refreshing. Creativity is so powerful as well. Because a lot of times when you're doing something creative, you get in that flow. Like you don't think of other things. You know, if you want to do some painting or, you know, even if you're grabbing like an adult coloring book or you're doodling, knitting, I love gardening. There's so many different things you can do with creativity. And whether it's playing an instrument, even writing, like journaling. So when you're going through an anxiety phase, you know, just brain dump. Take whatever's in your head and put it down. And don't worry about sentences or grammar. Just get it out of your head and just keep dumping it, dumping it, dumping it. Because a lot of times... Sometimes our brains just get full, and we have too many thoughts swimming around. But when we get it out on paper and do a brain dump, it really clears us up. Now, the biggest one is to be kind to yourself. Sometimes we just need to do things to make us feel better. You know, that could be getting a massage or a facial or a pedicure or taking a nice bath, putting on some relaxing music, lighting a couple candles, and just chilling, you know, and turning off that phone and turning off that email and letting that negativity remove itself from you for a while. Whatever makes you feel comfortable. As I said, I've not experienced anxiety until a couple weeks ago, and I love sharing practices with women globally. So I really hope these tips have helped. Because anxiety, I've never experienced it before until a couple weeks ago, and all I can say is, wow. But you know what? I did shut my day down, and I did a lot of different practices, and it took me a while. Like, I'm not saying one practice worked. I really had to work on it, but at least I was aware of different practices to use. And you know what? If one practice doesn't work, try the next one. And that's what I love about starting off the relaxation lounge is that the relaxation lounge is going to have lots of different practices. So if you get bored with one practice or one practice is not as effective anymore, you can try the next practice. There are so many neat practices that uh, people have created out there to help us reduce our anxiety and reduce our stress. It takes a little bit of commitment to do that for ourselves to to take care of ourselves thank you for listening and take care of yourself thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress Podcast have you ever wondered what your stress personality is are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen well you can find out by taking my free quiz you just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank sending you love and peace, and I'll see you in the next episode.